Welcome to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast, where changing the world starts with changing the home, with your host, Meredith Curtis. excited that you are with us today. This is episode 170, Should I Join a Homeschool Co-op? You know, when I was a young homeschool mom, I loved being at home alone with my kids, and we had so much fun, and we made so many memories. In the very beginning, we went to a church where almost everyone homeschooled, but later we moved to Florida, and our church was a lot of young adults and not many families. And I thought, you know, I'm going to join a support group. And I joined a little support group. Part of that support group was a homeschool co-op with just little activities one morning a week. And we had so much fun going to that. And the girls built friendships. And it was really a special time in our life. And then as time went on and my oldest started high school, We did some enrichment classes. And so we have really had a lot of fun being part of other homeschooling families with support groups, with homeschool groups, with enrichment classes. The only thing that we've never done is an umbrella school, but we have really enjoyed homeschool co-ops and homeschool support groups. They've been such a blessing to us as a homeschool family. And before I go on about what a homeschool co-op is, because a lot of these terms are used interchangeably, so what do I mean when I say homeschool co-op or a homeschool support group on a homeschool umbrella school or homeschool enrichment classes? So a homeschool co-op is when moms get together. It could be two moms. It could be 200 moms. And they work together to teach each other's children, and each mom does something different. So some moms might teach a class, some moms might be a teacher helper, some moms might watch the little children so that the mom can teach, but all of the moms have a role. So it's cooperative, cooperate, meaning everyone does something. So whereas enrichment classes you usually pay for, and a lot of times you have to have some kind of responsibility too, like maybe you have to clean one month of the year or something like that, but it's not where every time the group meets, you have a responsibility, and those are called enrichment classes, and they can run anywhere up, you know, up into hundreds of dollars a month. And then there are homeschool support groups. Now, homeschool support groups usually can be an umbrella where a lot of things happen under them. Like there might be a homeschool support group that also has enrichment classes or a homeschool support group that also has a homeschool co-op. But they'll, the, the co-op and the enrichment classes will tend to be separate. Like you may have to join the homeschool support group, but then also join the co-op or the enrichment classes. So a homeschool support group might provide field trips. They might provide mom's night outs. They might provide playground day once a week or once a month. So it just all depends on the support group. But a support group is 
basically supporting you as a mom and maybe your family by providing things. A lot of times they end up getting discounts in the city and things like that. So a homeschool umbrella school is actually a school and as part of the school they keep records for you. You turn in your work or tell them what your family has been up to. And so that is actually a a covering that a lot of families want, especially when they're in a state where there's some really uh, rigid homeschool laws. So those are the differences. And should you join a homeschool co-op? I, I think that's a question homeschool moms ask because it it is really fun to be in a homeschool co-op. I love the idea that I get to teach other people's kids something that I really like, like history or English, and someone else gets to teach biology and dissect, you know, a fetal pig or something like that, or an eyeball with my kids. I like that because I don't want to do that. So that is really fun to me. But there's seasons that have worked for me to be in a homeschool co-op, and there's seasons that haven't worked for me. Sometimes it's dependent on my children because maybe they're in a season where they really need mom. They really need one-on-one time with me, and they don't need a lot of distractions. It can also be that we're in a busy season with a new baby or a busy season with a graduation coming up, and that homeschool co-ops just tip us over the edge where it's just too much to do. A lot of times I ask myself, where do I need help and where can I help? So for me, I really do need help with those science labs. I I really feel overwhelmed by them. A lot of homeschool moms feel like they need help with math, and math is a real Math and science can tend to be overwhelming for people, whereas for other moms, they're just overwhelmed by teaching their kids to write. It, it's so varied. You know, we're all strong in some areas and not in others, and definitely you can teach your child every single subject, but it is fun sometimes to have other input from other moms. And what I love about homeschooling is there's so much freedom. You can teach every class yourself. You could do everything online. You could be in a homeschool co-op and teach your kids and other kids. And, you know, that can be like one day a week or maybe even two days a week. So homeschool co-ops are really fun. And again, you want to ask, what season am I in? Where do I need help? Where do my children need help? And then be honest. What classes are you just not going to teach? You know, foreign language, forget it. I'm just not going to teach it. I have no idea what to do. That may be you. And so that would be something that you would look for in a homeschool co-op, maybe a foreign language. So one of the things that I notice about a homeschool co-op is that homeschool co-ops are cooperative. So everyone has to do their part. And homeschool co-ops don't work when there are people who don't do their part. And that's happened to me before because I've actually led some homeschool co-ops and there have been people, a couple, not not the norm. Usually homeschool moms are great at serving, but I've I've had situations where 
there'll be a homeschool mom or homeschool parents and they just don't want to pull their weight. They just kind of want to come and, and, you know, drop their kids off and maybe they're there, but they're on their phone the whole time. They don't want to participate. They don't want to work. So that, if you're that kind of person, a homeschool co-op is not for you. You should join enrichment classes. Those are where you can drop your kids off. You pay a little, you know, you pay more money, but you can do that. If that's what you need in your life where you just need some free time or you want some free time. But if you join a homeschool co-op, you have to actively take a role and participate. That's cooperation. That's how it works. So what are the roles in a homeschool co-op? There's an administrator. The administrator usually oversees the whole co-op. They they are there when the day starts. They're there when the day ends. And they keep the records of who's in the co-op, who's teaching what. They decide what rooms each class will be in. And so they have a lot of administrative type roles. And then there are the teachers, and the teachers are the main people we think about when we think of a homeschool co-op because you think, oh, I want someone to teach my child Spanish. And so Lily teaches Spanish, and you think, oh, Lily, yes, she's a teacher at my homeschool co-op. But a lot of times the teachers have helpers who might keep track of grades or keep attendance. When our homeschool co-op got very large, I often had an assistant who would keep the records, keep the grades. And that was really helpful for me because it was so much to to keep the class organized and teach. Another thing that you might have as a treasurer, because once a homeschool co-op gets to be a certain size, you need to keep track of everyone's money and reimburse people who spend money on things for their classes. And so it can you know, you can definitely require a treasure when it, it gets to a certain size. And then you need support people. Like often we've had to have a study hall because maybe there's an hour or two where there's not really anything for certain kids to take, but parents don't want them just running around. So they have a study hall where they can get other schoolwork done. Also a nursery. You can often have people who are willing to teach, but they have babies and toddlers who need to be watched. So again, a homeschool co-op is where everyone pulls their weight. Everyone has a role. And the whole idea is that we are helping each other to homeschool our children and to make a difference. And we're, we're serving one another, but we're also being served. So it's a it's a win-win situation. It really is, especially if you have people who are on the same page as you are spiritually, you know, practically, and as far as how children should behave. Those tend to be pretty big factors. But one of the things that we often see in homeschool co-ops is a homeschool co-op might have a theme. There was a homeschool co-op that um, had a theme called travel through time and they went through they had a year where they did ancient history and then the next year they did classical history and then the next year they did the middle ages and then the next year they did modern history and they went through that same progression over and over and and the kids um, many different people joined it and then maybe they would be there for 
three or four years and then go on somewhere else and other people would come in. Co-ops might just be enrichment classes. Like I've been part of co-ops where they just had art classes and music classes and even music lessons and um, ballet and they had um, practical things like even uh, how to drive and just things like that. All enrichment. So you would think in terms of electives. Other co-ops cover the core classes and have enrichment too. So they might have high school English, high school history, high school government, high school economics, high school math, and all these different things. And then also have enrichment classes as well, like a Bible class or an apologetics class or an art class. So all of those things can be part of a co-op. And I know that Co-ops can even be online. You can even have a co-op online where the the kids open up their computer and they're in one Zoom classroom and then you have another Zoom classroom with another mom teaching. And I miss the together as one fellowship, but especially that can work for people who live far away from each other. There's just endless possibilities with co-ops. And One of the things that a lot of the co-ops that I've been, they do have core classes, English, math, science, history, geography, but they also have out-of-the-box core classes. They might have a travel-around-the-world class where the kids get passports and visit different countries for geography. Or maybe it's a core class of English, but they're learning how to write a cozy mystery. I've taught my whodunit class many times in homeschool co-ops and it's it's a very out-of-the-box class because the kids write a murder mystery so it's that's very different from the normal English class in high school and then a lot of life school classes and enrichment classes are so fun because you could have science labs you could have bible my husband loves to teach bible classes at our homeschool co-op you could have homemaking classes cake decorating classes one year we had a lady teach anyone who wanted to join her class how to crochet and they had a great time with crocheting and the the kids loved it that took crocheting they really really, really loved it. So that was something that was that was really, really special. So you're never limited with the possible classes because they can be as varied as you would like them to be. It's just a matter of deciding, you know, what you want and what the people in the class will need. Um, One thing that I think is really important if you're thinking about joining a homeschool co-op is figuring out if your standards match the standards of the majority of people in the co-op or even all of them. Do you have the same faith and beliefs? That can matter a lot to children and teens. You know, if you're a strong Christian, do you want to join a secular homeschool co-op? Because that could negatively influence your children. Another thing is behavior. What's the standard of behavior? Are the kids allowed to run around and yell? Are they polite to adults? What what standards matter to you? It might be very important to you for children to say yes ma'am and no sir, or it just might be important to you 
for them to be civil and kind. So what, what are the standards of behavior that matter to you? And then conversation. What, how do you feel about conversation? Do you want your children to be around other children who use bad language or, um, can be, uh, you know, verbally abusive. I know that sounds crazy, but it can happen. So check out the standards of a homeschool co-op to make sure that when it comes to your faith and your behavior and your conversation standards, they match up with the homeschool co-op that you're going to become part of. And again, I just really want to encourage you because homeschool co-ops can be such a blessing for the homeschooling family, I have a health class that I'm teaching online, and I was talking to the kids, and we were talking about what they were like when they were in later elementary school and what was their favorite thing they enjoyed. And I was so surprised at how many of them said, I loved going to homeschool co-op. I love being able to spend time with my friends and build memories with them. And I thought, wow, that's really significant because obviously we want our children to love being at home and spending time with the family and being close to the family, which that is was a really important value to me. But once a week is such a nice pace to be able to have our kids spend time with other kids and and build friendships with them and build relationships with them. So that has really, in so many ways, been a blessing. And I, like I said, I've taught at homeschool co-ops for probably 20 years, and I love teaching at homeschool co-ops. I've just been able to build relationships not only with other homeschool moms, but with many homeschool students that I've been able to kind of keep in touch with over the years and my children have been so blessed by the different people that have been a part of their homeschool co-oping and I think of my friend Laura who has just such a love for science she gets so excited and I think ooh, are you going to touch that and she just gets so excited and she does all these experiments and she makes things really practical and that's been such a blessing for my children or someone who has made music come alive or painting come alive. And that just benefits my children so much. So I want my children to be home. I love to teach them. And, I, you know, their classes, I'm just not willing to give up and have anyone else teach them. But there are some that I really enjoy someone else teaching. And so should you join a co-op? Well, that's up to you. It might not be your season and it might um, not fit in, not be a season for your child. But if it is, I think you'll find a homeschool co-op can really be a blessing in your homeschooling journey. Thank you so much and God bless you. Thank you for listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first and third Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network.